Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to now be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Detroit, my guest is a singer-songwriter currently writing for her next album, and will be heading into the studio shortly to begin recording. She has already released CDs entitled Mystery Keeps You, House of Doors, and Sycamore Tree, Christmas CD. Two of her songs are part of the award-winning documentary Ride the Divide. She is actively booking a Northeast U.S. tour for October and has played multiple times at Carnegie Hall and has played at the Bitter End in New York, among other notable venues, and has shared the stage with, among others, Suzanne Vega. You've been hearing one of her songs, Skeleton Key, Please welcome Amy Petty. Well, hi. Thank you so much for having me on today. My pleasure. Thanks for doing this. Um, Amy, you uh, wrote me some kind emails in the lead-up to the show, and suffice it to say, I think we're in a mutual admiration society. I love the two (laughs) songs of yours that we're playing on the show today, and I'm really impressed at, at all that you've accomplished. Awesome. Thank you. That's so nice. Thank you. Yeah. I, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast now, just listening. And <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's cool to hear um, someone ask really intelligent questions about the life of a musician. So yeah, I'm, I'm just honored to be on the show. Whose podcast is that? <laughs> that would be, I think, well, I hope it's you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, now, before we get too carried away here and, and the interview moves too fast, I want to I want to right away talk about a blog that you posted called "Why I Won't Be Auditioning for the Voice" parentheses or any other televised talent competition. And and bear with me, Amy, on what might be a long setup here for this question. You see, listeners, uh, in particular those of you who might be aspiring singers, songwriters, artists, from the category of you never know who might be in the crowd, or you never know who might be reading what you put online which, by the way, could also be interpreted as, so be careful, don't post stupid stuff. I learned about Amy because that particular blog of hers that I just mentioned, for all intents and purposes, went viral and landed on my virtual desk. Next thing you know, I'm done reading it and realizing that I'm curious as to who wrote it. I see Amy Petty, I do some digging around on her, and voila, I'm impressed enough to say she's a great guest for the podcast. So, Amy, thanks for hanging in there through all that. Yeah, um, I sure. see on your it was website. Kind of cool to hear you say that. I mean, that was kind of neat. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah, I see on your website that that blog got 197 comments. So, talk yeah. about that blog. In so far as, did you write that thinking this might be the one that goes viral? And and for that matter, uh, how did it go viral? So the answer is no, not at all. I had no, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, 
just the idea of it, I wrote it so I could sort my thoughts out. That's all mm. it was. I just needed to figure out what I really thought about it. I knew what the answer was when people said, so are you going to audition for The Voice? Mm-hmm. But I really had never given it enough thought to be able to speak about it, you know, coherently. And um, I just wrote it down. And afterward, I kind of read it and I went, oh, that's kind of good. That's kind of like a good, <laughs> succinct, like sum up of how I feel. And I thought, you know, who needs to read this are just the people who know me, my, my, my friends and my family and my fans, you know, people mm-hmm. who dig my music, they need to know this about me. Mm-hmm. And so I, all I did literally was I posted it on Facebook and I posted it on Twitter and that's all I did. I did not promote this. I didn't ask people to repost. It just went by itself because, and I just, I didn't know, I didn't know what this many people would agree and feel the same way but apparently they do yeah and um you know in preparing for this interview i i was scrolling through your twitter feed and and you can see you know when it reached its peak there were so many retweets and i and i think uh i'm gonna say the wrong person but i i I know that um uh feel free to correct me i I, i'm i'm tempted to say janice ian that's correct retweeted it yeah, she kind of, that's when it went nuts, when she posted it and she commented on it. She said some really kind things, too. Um, that's when it went. I mean, it had already, like that day, I think I had already had maybe like 6,000 hits. And, you know, it was like middle of the afternoon, which was, and even that, like I have no idea how that happened in one day. And and this is three months after I posted it. So I still don't fully understand the way everything worked out. But that day it was valentine's day she posted it in the middle of the afternoon and i just got another 10 12 15 000 hits that day wow. wow so and not even hits that's facebook likes so i have no idea really how many that day oh no kidding so, yeah yeah because i read something uh, again you know dinging around on this preparing for this podcast i I know that I read something somewhere where somebody was reporting on you and saying she got you know, X dot, whatever it was, 16,000 uh, hits, you know, in, in one day alone. Right, um, and, right. And yeah, you're, you're, you're right that it's interesting to bring up the period of time because you actually wrote it in November, I think you said, and, and, it, and it, you know, February is when it took off. And all that told me is eh, probably coincides, you know, with the launch of the new season, you know, for, for The Voice. Um, but... Uh, now, see, I never even thought of that. You're yeah, you've got to be right. Somebody probably did a search or something, and it just popped up. I don't know. I'm, that's that's as good a guess as any. Well, you know, um, I'm good for one good idea a day, and there you go. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to bed. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we're driving traffic to your website uh, through this podcast by giving out your website address. But just if you would, even though people will go there and read it in its entirety, it is it is a very long blog. Just just kind of yeah. give uh, our listeners the Cliff Notes version just so they know what you said. I mean, obviously, the, the, um, you know, the headline more or less says you know, yeah. why I won't be auditioning for The Voice. So people are obviously saying, okay, she's against it. But just kind of give people what, you're, what, what you were telling uh, your readers in that blog. Sure. Um, I, have the, I start out by telling a story, and you know, it's just something that's near and dear to my heart. It's just about connecting with your audience and how special and important that is to me and how really that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to do there. I don't have any other agenda. And, um, I kind of go through five points and talk about all of the different reasons why. I mean, and it's, you know, nothing against these shows, nothing against people who want to 
take this route to their, you know, musical, you know, whatever, like whatever, whatever they think they're supposed to be doing with their life. If that's the route you choose, that's fine. But all I know is that I've, in my years of doing this, and I know me, and I know what I want out of this life, and that route is not it for me. So I just kind of go through and talk about some of the reasons why, and, you know, I'm all about, you know, (laughs) It's it's kind of funny. People who know me, I'm a pretty like cynical person. I'm kind of, you know, like a, you know, dark cloud, like maybe there's a silver lining if you're lucky. And this whole blog is kind of kumbaya and we're all holding hands, and, you know, we're all in, and it's just kind of funny, but but those two things can exist, I hope. I mean, that's that's kind of just who I am and you know, I, I'm I'm really I'm it's after writing this it kind of has become you know the thing that I go back to and I'm like yeah this really is what I believe this really is what I want this is this is what I want my life to be well, you know, I, I really am, <laughs> trust me, listeners, and hang in there, I really am trying to move forward with, with the rest of this interview, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm curious now, because mm-hmm. we talked about, you originally wrote it in November, yet it took until February before this thing really blew up. Now here mm-hmm. it is halfway through 2014, and you're being interviewed by me for the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast. D- you know, I, we, we live in such a a society of immediacy and social media just taking over everyone's lives. Has anyone besides me taken the time to interview you because of of that? I hope. Um, I hope. You know, not yet. Not not really. Now that being said, I have been in contact with a lot of people. I haven't been interviewed about it yet, but um, I mean, just people saying next time you are in New Mexico, like you will come here, you will stay here, we'll do three cool, concerts cool. together. And here's another thing, like Australia, I I mean, I've never even considered that people in Australia would care about me at all, but that's, they are like, they are on fire. They're like, come here. We want you to wow. come here. Like, come. So I've made a ton of connections, a lot of, a lot of people in the UK, you know, it's just kind of cool. You know, I haven't been interviewed yet though. Hmm, the UK so. and Australia. I see a, let's see, why don't we get you uh, signed up with now here this, and I will gladly accompany you as your manager to Australia and the UK. <laughs> with me, let's are, go. I was okay. just telling my friend, I've never, I haven't traveled overseas yet, which is, you know, that's one of my oh. main goals. Oh. And I said, one of the reasons why is because I feel like I need a handler. I feel like I, I well, want somebody to say like, here's what you do. Or here's how you behave here. Here's, yeah, I was just going to say you you definitely need now hear this then because I've I've been blessed with uh, the opportunity. I've gone to 17 different countries uh, and some of them and more than once. So let's just finish cool. this podcast and then we'll pack our bags. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm ready. My bags are packed. Let's do it. Um, okay. Well, so to move on with the interview, um, you know, I've been asking you how did you do that with your blog? Uh, I mentioned in the introduction that two of your songs. Uh, one of which we're going to play at the end of the show. Two of your songs were featured in the popular doc- documentary "Ride the Divide." How'd you do that? That you know what? It's fuzzy. <laughs> I, it was a long time ago, but more than that, it was a slow process. So I, I it's almost like I don't remember all the details. But um, I'm pretty sure it was through um, Sonic bids of all things, and I just, I, it just sounded kind of cool, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna submit my music and I didn't hear anything for a long time and then poof you know I don't know it was like months maybe even a year later and they just said hey we you know we're 
kind of digging your stuff. Like, let's, let's use it. And um, the cool thing is I'm signed to a record label in St. Louis, so they kind of connected with them. And then all of the stuff that happened, it's like it just kind of magically happened. And they're awesome people, like the coolest people in the world. So that, that's like, that's one of my favorite things that's happened. Right on. I just, yeah, really cool relationships formed and yeah, I well, love it. And, and good to hear somebody talking about Sonic Bids because, um, granted, it's a completely different platform, but we yeah. have a lot of people that come on the show and talk about Kickstarter or, or, or other crowdfunding uh, websites, for that matter. Um, we've had uh, one or two people that have talked about Taxi. Um, right, right. You know, and a lot of people complain about Reverb Nation that they send out so many opportunities, but uh, there is, you know, a, a cost involved. Um, with, with Sonic Bids, um, granted, you did ultimately get a return, uh, but did you have to make an investment with Sonic Bids, and, and was was this opportunity that finally came through with Ride to Divide kind of the exception to the rule, or, or what, did you, what did you find your experience with Sonic Bids to be? You know, I haven't used it in a long time, but when I was like, you know, getting my feet wet in all of this and trying to move outside of just like gigging and stuff, um, I really did use them quite a bit. And, you know, there were a lot of, you know, no replies. There were a lot of, you know, no, you're not what sure. we're looking for. Yeah, reply. Yeah, right, right, right. But, um, I actually had quite a bit of success on there. I, I met a lot of people. I, I booked, you know, m- more things than I think I was expecting, at least. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Ride the Divide is just, you know, that that is definitely outside of the norm. I mean, that was a really cool thing that came of it. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I certainly, and, I, and I'm, I did spend some money, you know, some of them. And honestly, I don't remember if Ride the Divide was a financial thing that i had to invest mm-hmm. in i kind of don't think it was okay so okay. yeah interesting yeah. No uh, interesting review that. though yeah thank you for, thank mm-hmm. you for that you know um nowadays everyone wants to get their music into film and television now yeah. i'm not here to say that a documentary isn't film i'm just saying mm-hmm. that most people say film with an implication of multi-million dollar hollywood blockbusters <laughs> right, you, got, right. you got two songs into a popular documentary which is nothing to sneeze at and then you also were involved in something else which again leans toward the more non-traditional or non-mainstream side. A, a commissioned work by you called Do What I Can can be yeah. found on the Life in Years Project, which is an AARP compilation disc to benefit Alzheimer's research. Talk about that. That, you know, um, that was a kind of one of those serendipitous things. Um, someone just approached me and said, we're putting this, this album together, and it's about... Um, you know, we want it to be for people who are caregivers for Alzheimer, Alzheimer's patients. We want to raise awareness. Um, just, you know, just a kind of a general, you know, this is what it's about kind of thing. And they uh-huh. said, do you have any experience? Like would, like, would you be able to write a song? And seriously, not, you know, six months before, um, we had just moved my husband's grandfather out of my out of our home. Mm. And he had Alzheimer's and we had been caring oh, for him, care, you know. Yeah, so it was kind of one of those things that I was just like, you know what, this is like stars aligning kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And another thing, it's like, that's another one. It's fuzzy. Like, I don't even remember how it all happened, which is one of those things I'm like, it was just meant to be, yeah, whatever. It just kind yeah. of like all falls into place. And, yeah, it's almost so irrelevant that, what the... Uh, yeah, 
Exactly. It's just, it, and it's cool, you know, and I still, to this day, I sing the song and I get all emotional and my husband gets all emotional and mm. it's just, it's a really special thing, so. Wow, very nice. Yeah. I'm Bruce Wozniak and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Detroit is singer-songwriter Amy Petty. You can find her online at www.amypetty.com. She is also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, so be sure to check her out there and engage with her through those social media sites. Purchase her music on iTunes and Amazon.com, among other online retailers. And be sure you're checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. You can also subscribe to the Now Hear This YouTube channel. Wow, um, a lot of guests lately on the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast that are working on new releases. I know that without even thinking, this is at least three shows in a row. Uh, what with Juliana Zobris talking last week about the new music coming from her and two of the members from State Line Drive saying the week before that they're working on new music for their next release. So, Amy, keep the streak going. You're writing and are about to start recording shortly. Talk about this next release of yours, including where you'll record it, are you writing alone or with one or more others, and so on. Sure. Okay, so I am, um, I am pretty much a solo writer all the time. I think I've done one... <laughs> That's, that's kind of awful. That's something I want to do more of. But I don't really do a lot of co-writes. Mm-hmm. But all of my stuff is um, I write just usually at home or if I'm on the road. Um, it's kind of cool. I have I have a really great t- um, family of you know musical partners in St. Louis, Missouri, where I go down and I um, record in the Red Pill Entertainment Studio, which is my record label, and um, my uh, my. Um, my producer, Jacob Dietering, he's just, you know, we just kind of like read each other's minds, which is really cool, you know, wow. and he's, he's got great ideas. And we just kind of like build these songs. You know, I go in with like the vibe and the general layout and I do a lot of um, um, like vocal layering in my recordings. So I kind of figure all that out. We go in, we lay all the instruments down. It's pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm excited about this. We don't, we don't, I feel like I'm, because we haven't hit the studio yet with this album, I don't have the vibe totally figured out. Mm-hmm. But um, generally, this album I think is a little bit has a little bit more of a narrative than my other stuff. My other stuff is generally more, um, you know, vibey. You know, like what's the general emotion and just kind of sing about that. And mm-hmm. I think I have a few more stories to tell this time. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. It feels a little different, but I think it's you know. But it probably, you know, it's not going to, it's going to still feel like my stuff. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to that. Is it too early to even try to predict a possible release date? Yep, it is too early for that. And and you know what, every time I, it always takes either way longer or like, you know, I'm like six months too far. Like, I'm just, I never, I can never predict these things. I never have any idea. So, yeah, we'll we'll see, you know, and hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. My last full-length disc was released, I mean, it's been almost four years. So, you know, let's, 
let's get going, you know. Well, uh, all the more reason for people to uh, stay in touch with your website. Nice job. <laughs> right on. Thanks. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, in the intro, I alluded to Carnegie Hall and the bitter end, but it's definitely worth noting that you've also played in a great number of areas, including Massachusetts, uh, up in the Pacific Northwest, um, meaning Washington, the, the corner state, as I like to call it, New Hampshire, Illinois, Missouri, Rhode Island, Maine, obviously Michigan. Now, I mentioned in the intro that you're planning a Northeast U.S. tour for October, which is scary to think will be here in just three months. Uh, I see you're already booked for a show in Pennsylvania then. Tell the listeners about going out on the road for those shows. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, I lived in the Northeast for a long time, so it's it's kind of like this going home a little bit, which I'm just really, really excited to, to do that. I've t- I'm talking to a few people about some house concerts, which is kind of like, choosing some dates. So I've got about five shows kind of like, you know, almost cemented. And then, um, I have a show in, um, in Pennsylvania in Erie, Pennsylvania. I've got one definitely in New Hampshire, but, um, it's kind of cool. The last, uh, I don't know, maybe week I've been kind of like realizing that I kind of don't really have anything going on in October and November. So I'm like, maybe this is something that can stretch out into something more. Maybe I can head south, you Mm. know, come home for a week and then head south again. So I'm just kind of in. And you know, the other thing too, like, I just, I've got the wanderlust right now. Like, let's hit the road. So I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about that. Like, maybe it's time to stretch that out a little bit, hit the south. I really haven't been south that much. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, You mentioned house concerts in there. Uh Something that um, is extremely common nowadays. You you seem to be uh, I don't want to say a fan of those, but you seem to have embraced those. Yes. Oh yes. I yeah. You can call me a fan. I love them. That's they're my favorite. Um, of every venue I've ever played, house concerts. Are, if I could only choose one kind of venue, it would be house concerts. No kidding. Yeah. This is I from so, this is from someone that's performed at Carnegie Hall four times. Yeah. You'd, ra- what, yeah. you'd you'd honestly rather do a house concert than perform at Carnegie Hall for a fifth time. I, you know what? I oh well. You say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to say yes because there it's a it's the atmosphere is so different. My the connection with the audience for me is so important. Being able to see their faces and and to I don't know to like to have them lead me through the song. Mm. You kind of you kind of can't do that at Carnegie. I mean, you you can, but it's a great big place, <laughs> and you know, and it's just it's not the same. You know, it's not the same. I love it. I would like to do it again, please. But I mean, house concerts. That's that's where it's at for me, and what I want to accomplish with my music. Hold on, I'm getting an idea for a now hear this blog. I would rather perform a house concert than at Carnegie Hall, says singer-songwriter Amy Petty. And now I go viral. <laughs> but I'll take you with me because people, you know, people will want to hear both sides. You know, did right? she really say that? Yes, yeah. she did. She said it on my podcast. You know, can we get it direct from her? Yeah, here, right. <laughs> here's her email. Um, you, you, you alluded to it. Uh, speaking of being out on the road. Um, you alluded to it. You and your husband have moved around quite a bit since this <laughs> since this new century started, as weird as that sounds. Yes, yeah, a lot. Like, way too much. We're, there was a time where we were counting 
how many places we've lived in the years that we've been married. And we actually, we like lost count. We're like, that's wow. just silliness. Wow. And we don't have, we don't, we don't live in like apartments. We live in houses. So we've got like stuff, you know, anyway. Your professional, but, uh, your professional relocators. <laughs> yeah. I know how to unpack a box. I'll tell you that. Quite a, quite a bit of a uh, difference from being on the road in a playing show sense versus here we go, pack up our stuff again. <laughs> Right. And you know what? That's, that's important. That's an important distinction to make because I, my, the way that I've organized my life is so I can have both of those things. I love having a home. I like being home. I have dogs, you know, I have, I have things that I want to come home to. I want to be comfortable. I want to have my stuff. And then at the same time, I want to just be able to pick up and go and be gone for three weeks, for six weeks, however long that Mm -hmm. I need to be gone. And it's kind of cool. It's like, you know, you, you work toward that end, and that's what you yeah, can get, yeah. and that's what I have, and that's pretty cool. Uh, trace the roots a little bit. Just just go from uh, like 2000 to present day. Just just okay, rat, sure. rattle off the <laughs> rattle off the states for the listeners, so they so they can kind of get a better feel for this. Okay, yeah. So 2000, we moved from Detroit to Philadelphia. In 2002, we moved from Philadelphia to New Hampshire. Now. I could not tell you how many times we moved in New Hampshire. <laughs> we lived in a lot of places in New Hampshire. And then in 2000, uh, t- I don't know, 12, 2012, we moved from New Hampshire to Nashville. And we only lived in Nashville for six months. Wow. So, and then um, we moved from Nashville up back home to Michigan. So, yeah, kind of all over the place. I mean, I guess it's not that many places, but it. Well, was it was the Nashville move one of those? You know, I'm a singer songwriter, so I should probably live in Nashville, or or or, <laughs> or completely unrelated. Completely unrelated. Completely unrelated. My husband was offered a job there, ah, and so okay. we went, okay. and then yeah, so we that okay. that, that the job wasn't that long, so then we ended up, you know, we were like, so where do we go next? You know, <laughs> like we're already in moving yeah. mode. Let's go somewhere else. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is for artists not firmly established, there are five benefits to doing a gig that don't even include pay. One is you never know who will be at a show. Two is it's a great opportunity to get pictures and video. Three is it's just good practice, always, no matter who you are. This way you're out somewhere and not in your house. Four is it shows you're staying busy because people see the shows listed online. And five is that if you're a songwriter, it gives you an opportunity to test your songs out on an audience. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Um, I'm keeping an eye on the time as I always do. Um... We've still got a lot more to go here. Don't worry about that. But uh, I know you've got a rehearsal tonight. Is that rehearsal for your live show or just going over some of the music for this upcoming release? Actually, I'm I'm singing at church this weekend, so I'm leading a band for that tonight. So tonight's a rehearsal for church on Sunday, and then I've got some rehearsals this weekend, one on Friday, one on Monday, for a concert that I have on the 12th. So I'm kind of, you know... I don't usually do so many rehearsals because I'm a solo act, but, you know, this yeah, this time we're doing, you know, got a little bit more going on. Well, but glad that you shared that perspective anyways, because, yeah. uh, you know, there are a lot of musicians listening who say rehearsals, psst, not me, uh, and doesn't hurt, you know, it doesn't hurt to keep that stage show polished and 
you know, make right. your songs sound the best they can. For sure. And the, the show that I'm doing on, on the 12th, it's one that's, you know, kind of in the area. It's like a few hours from my, a couple hours from my house. But, um, you know, it feels like it's one of those home shows. And I was like, let's go all out with this. So I'm going to have a band, which is something I very rarely do. And I'm just excited about that. That's like a whole different, you know, taste for my music. I'm, I'm, I, I have no idea what we're going to do. So we'll see at rehearsal. Uh, how often or seldom do you play with a band? Where I'm going with that is, uh, how big an undertaking is this? Just describe the the process for the listeners, as as they say, just over the border from you in in Windsor, yeah, Ontario. Uh, you know, is it um, is it gi? You know, I didn't even know who to get to play, or or do you have players that are kind of your go to people, or that you know they're learning a, a bunch of your music? I imagine just just talk about that whole thing. Sure. Um, when I was in New Hampshire, I had a bunch of go-to people. When I'm in St. Louis, I have a great band there, a great group of guys that can just, you know, we just get together once, blow through it, and it's awesome. But this will be my first show that I'm putting together a band here in Michigan. So um, the cool thing is I've got, you know, I mean, you know, my advice to everyone is marry a musician, you know, which is what I did. So so I need a drummer, so he'll play drums. You know, if I need a keyboard player, he'll play keyboard. You know, I mean, he can just wow. kind of do whatever wow. we need. So he'll be playing with me. I've got, um, you know, some a friend who's a bass player who I've never played with before, but he's awesome. I've got a guy who's got a suitcase full of just stuff. And I'm like, play some of your <laughs> suitcase, you know. And then a friend of mine from high school who's a um, a great guitar player. He plays all over the area. So I'm like, dude, let's, you know, hook back up. Let's do this. So th- it's just kind of this, you know, mishmash group of people that I kind of know from different places. But, you know, I think they're going to sound really good together. And they're all we're all kind of on the same wavelength, I think. So, um you know, we'll just we're just going to kind of play it by ear. No pun intended. And as we sit here on this podcast, are they still learning your songs? Is 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 that where where they are right now? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I mean, they. You know, I. They haven't had the charts for very long, but they're all pros. And so, um, yeah. So our, we have a vocal rehearsal on tomorrow night, and then the band is meeting for the first time. I think Monday night. I think Monday night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more that goes into it than than people realize. Um, yeah, you know, but if the end result is is the great show that I'm sure it will be, uh, you know that that as always, you know, said it on this podcast hundreds of times. You know, you never know what that might lead to. So, um, right, that's right. Want it to be, uh, you know, polished and looking like all of you have been playing together for five years and not for five weeks. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, to have that, that, you know, we're, we're all professional enough to, you know, to kind of roll with the punches and have a great time and have that, you know, we've been doing this forever feel to it as well. It's, it's a fine line to walk, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it usually works out that way. You mentioned your husband. Um, is his name Tom Petty? <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, that's my uncle. <laughs> uh, but go ahead and go ahead and give a plug for for your husband. Um, you, you said that he's very musically inclined. What what all does he play? He um, he'll he, well he'll play anything that you put in his hands. He's a um, he's a director of music at a church. So he's been doing that forever forever and ever he's does you know church music so that being said i mean he has to you know play 
instruments. So his he's a singer first and foremost. That's mm-hmm. how we met in mm-hmm. school, singing. We auditioned for each other. You know, we didn't date. We <laughs> and then um, he's a he's a really great keyboard player, piano player, and then he plays drums. He plays bass. He picked up the cello one week and then played it for people the next week and actually played something like he's just oh, he can kind of just play whatever you put in his hands. Amazing. Great guitar player. Yeah, really good. I'm still laughing at the uh, auditioned reference. <laughs> I'm Amy. I will be reading for the part of the girlfriend. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I am Bruce Warzniak, a resident funny man, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Detroit is singer-songwriter Amy Petty. You can find her online at www.amypetty.com. She is also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, so be sure to check her out there and engage with her through those social media sites. Purchase her music on iTunes and Amazon.com, among other online retailers. And be sure you're checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. It saddens me that I have to tell listeners every week that it's H-E-A-R. I'm amazed when people tag me in social media and uh, spell it H-E-R-E. Um, sign up for the e-newsletter over at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast. Please tell others about it, friends, family, coworkers, neighbors. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Amy, your voice, your sound uh, draws a lot of comparisons to Sarah McLaughlin, which I'd have to agree with. Is Is that a compliment or in some way does an artist hear that and kind of say, Darn, I want to I want to be known for me and for my music, not compared to someone else, even if it is Sarah McLaughlin. No, I just had this conversation with somebody a couple days ago that you're not supposed to say that to somebody, and I don't buy that because I, Sarah McLaughlin is awesome. Her voice is incredible. She's so any I mean if somebody's going to compare me to her, I will take that compliment. That is mm-hmm. really nice to say. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay. Well, there you go. We have it on the record. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have. Yeah. I don't have anybody. I mean, and and you know, and that's the thing too. People compare you to. I mean, if they're and especially if they're saying it with like, I can't believe it. You remind me of, and they say some name. If it's yeah. somebody I've never heard of, typically it's somebody they love, and that's a huge compliment. You know, you you got to take that. And I yeah. and I that's great. Yeah. I'll yeah, yeah. When people say when people say it that way, you're right. As opposed to people saying, "She's trying to be like Sarah McLaughlin," right? And like, Which I don't, I don't get that really that much. I don't think. I mean, who knows what people say behind my back? But I mean, <laughs> people don't. You know, I don't get accused of sounding like her. I yeah. get the compliment of yep. sounding like yep. her, which I'll. You know that's great. Yeah, good for you. And and uh, while we are throwing big names around the room, uh, mentioned Suzanne Vega in the mm-hmm. in the introduction um, that you had had the opportunity. Uh, go, go ahead and, and, and talk about that. Fill in the fill yeah. in the blanks. The story about Suzanne. That was a really cool show. It was um, um, in oh, I'm gonna forget the name. It was out in Western Massachusetts, and it was just a women's music festival and. Um, there were some great people there. There was Melissa Farrick was there and she blew me away. Um, 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 uh, Sarah Bettens was there. She's another incredible voice. And then um, I was, I was there, which was just kind of hilarious because, you know, I was, I, I was pretty early in my career and I, I just have no idea how I got on that roster. It was really cool. Everybody was so nice. And Suzanne, Be- Suzanne Vega was, she was just really cool. And, you know, she sounded great. And I, it was just a huge honor. I was kind of, you know, starstruck the whole time. 
Yeah, there's I, a, go ahead. I was just, I, it, I, I, again, it's one of those things that was like, I, I can't tell you how it all happened. I don't know how it all, you know, fell into place that way. But um, I, I, it's just one of those things I look back on, like, I can't, how did that even, how did that go down? It's like, that's that kind of stuff is unheard of, you know? So very, very cool experience. Yeah, and some, her, her thing. yeah sometimes you're in those environments. I know myself uh, going to songwriters festivals, you know, I'll, I'll be there. With my client, and and you know, we just kind of we just kind of get caught up in the moment, and and you do kind of feel like, you know, I'm in this little this little globe right now, you know, and you mm-hmm. just kind of want to just sit back and take it all in, and not really yeah. even digest all the details. And uh, it's as as in touch with you are as in touch as you are with the moment when you're going through it. Um, you know, you do come to where you're being interviewed on a podcast and somebody asked you to talk about it and you're like, uh, like, it was cool. Right. <laughs> it was cool. And that's kind of, yeah, like, like you, because you kind of can't explain that, like, that like, surre- really it's what it is. There's a surrealness to it. And I have those moments a lot where I'll just be in, you know, in a moment and, and something really awesome is happening or something really bland and benign, but music biz related, you know? And I'm like, how, how did this happen? And it just feels so surreal. And it's like just a feeling of gratitude and, you know, you can't explain it. You're just grateful for it. Yeah. God bless you. That's awesome. Um, You've mentioned, uh, you've mentioned red pill music a few times Mm -hmm. so far throughout the show. Um, You've mentioned also their location. So how, how do you get hooked up with someone, uh, especially for someone like yourself that's that's moved around quite a bit, and and even just uh, if you say Detroit, how do how do you get hooked up with them? Being not being that they're not where you are. Sure, um, this is one of my favorite stories ever, and I will keep this short. Um, so we all remember a little website called MySpace. <laughs> and this was, um, I mean, I had never heard of MySpace. It was like 2006, 2005, I have no idea. And a friend of mine said, you know, you should really have a MySpace page. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> so, I, you know, I recorded some terrible demos at home and posted <laughs> them on MySpace. And I was literally like, I had just started. I, had, I was maybe a year of doing gigs. That was it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I get this message from this lady and she's like, Hey, I love your stuff. Um, this is like three months after I had my MySpace page up. She said, I love oh. your stuff. Where can I get your CD? And I was like, that's hilarious. I totally don't have a CD. That's adorable. <laughs> Thank you for thinking that I have a CD. And so she was like, Oh, well, that's a shame. If you ever do, let me know. So a week later she wrote me again and she said, I just want you to know I'm here for my daily visit to your MySpace page so I can listen. So I wrote her back. I was like, well, if you're that crazy, I can like send you my stupid demos. Like I'll send you a bunch of stuff. Uh And she said, I would love that. P.S. I'm with a record label in St. Louis. And I was like, you are a liar. You're lying. But she wasn't. And so we talked, we got to know each other on the phone. And about six months later, I found myself driving from New Hampshire to St. Louis and about the time I was in Ohio is when I realized I'm like they're going to kill me when I get there. <laughs> they're going to be like murderers, and I'm going to they're going to be freezer or something. And anyway, it I we're all still alive, and it's kind of, it's great. I mean, I've been uh, I've been with them since 2006, 2007, something like 2006, and they're they're as much my family as my blood family is. They're they are my best friends and my favorite people in the world, and I it's totally 
another one of those serendipitous things. I have no idea yeah. how she came upon my page on MySpace, but that's how it happened. Amazing. What a great story. And, and uh, you know, you're you're just giving testimony to, to so many uh, throughout this show. You know, I, we tell the listeners all the time about, you know, always putting your best face forward because you never know, as I mentioned earlier, who might be reading something that you put online or who might be at your show. And lo and behold, here are these things, you know, where you just wrote this blog harmlessly, not really intending to do anything other than get thoughts out of your head. And somebody said there's this thing called MySpace, and you're like, okay, I guess I'll put a couple songs up there. And, uh, you know, look at look at the benefits that you've reaped. So, um, you know, I think you're becoming the poster girl for, um, you know, for these things that I'm that I'm uh, yeah, promoting, that I'm encouraging people to do. You know, I'm going to tell you, social media, um, it's a love-hate relationship. I think everybody feels that way. But, um, man, it's like we live in a really cool time, and I'm, I can't imagine doing this, you know, any different way. I can't imagine how I would meet people. I can't imagine how I would um, find, you know, kindred spirits and like stay in touch with them i can't i just can't imagine how it would all go down without it so indeed you know that's the secret is you know figure out how to use it and use it because it's there yep uh, i've mentioned that you are in detroit as i like to pronounce it i know i know i personally think of detroit rock city uh, as well as kid rock not to mention motown um mm-hmm. seeing as how you left there and came back is it safe to say that you're proud of your city in terms of its music image Oh, yeah, totally. I love it here. I love Detroit. There's so much going on here. And especially now, you know, there was a while it was it was pretty rough, you know, for a long time, it was rough. But um, it's things are coming back. And more than that, there's a like the the pride in general, like everybody is proud to be from here and wear it like a badge. And um, yeah, the music here is just it's awesome. And it's kind of it's kind of everywhere now and I'm really excited. I'm, I'm still like just skimming the surface. I, you know, I haven't been here even long enough to delve deep into the music scene here. I cannot wait because there's so much of it. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you, uh, you know, and I'm not going to put Detroit down here, but I think everybody Mm -hmm. would would agree that certainly Detroit is not Nashville, New York or LA. Um, but at the same time, Detroit as as we just talked about, you know, does have, um, you know, a, a musical image about it. And and what I was going to say is that you must find yourself challenging yourself to look for opportunities in Detroit because you have been so successful out on the road and trying to book this Northeast tour in October and go, oh, wait a minute, I got to I gotta see about getting out and playing in my own backyard. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's... It, it's um I haven't played a lot here yet. I've done a few shows. I've got some, um, actually, you know what? They're, they're starting to, starting to steadily roll in. And the more people I meet, um, they're just, they're kind of rolling in, but it's true. I, it's, I hadn't, I don't know why, but it's like, I hadn't anticipated that I would have to almost be starting over a little bit coming Mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. like starting out locally, you know, but it's such a different place from when I was here. 12, 14 years ago. It's, 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 everything has changed. Everything has changed. So, um, it is starting over a little bit, but it's, I mean, it's cool. There's so much happening and I'm not far from Ann Arbor either. And there's a lot happening in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There's Ypsilanti, there's Grand Rapids, tons happening out there, Lansing. I mean, there's all these different little pockets of kind of cool things happening. So yeah, diving in and just figuring it out is going to be a job and it's going to be tons of fun. Yeah, and I and I am going to draw a blank here for sure, but I know that uh, 
back on uh, episode number X, uh, whichever it was when um, Mark Allen Barnett was the guest. Um, that was uh, episode 12. Um, Mark Allen Barnett, a big songwriter in Nashville who has written, I believe, 3,000 songs. He talked about Frankie Ballard, and Frankie Ballard is uh, from Michigan, and, and he talked uh, on that episode about how Frankie really built up his following in Michigan, but then eventually went back and forth to Nashville, and you know people respected the fact that he had become so big uh, up there that they said, okay, there's obviously something to this guy, so... Um, Guess it's kind of a uh, another feather in the cap of of um, the Detroit or the uh, Michigan uh, music scene because uh, he did just uh, recently have a song at number one. Um, we're going to close out the podcast today with a song called July, which is fitting, I guess, since that's the month that we're in. Earlier, I teased the fact that we'd be playing a song from the Ride the Divide documentary. In relation to this song called July, you've got a story to tell that just happened yesterday. I do have a story, and um, I'll try not to get teary-eyed while I'm telling it. Uh Um, um, Last fall, I was contacted by... um, by a guy who I don't know at all. I don't, I don't have any idea who he is. He heard my song on the Ride the Divide soundtrack, and he said he and his wife were listening. And he's like, we just had to find you. He's like, we loved the song, and it just really spoke to us. And, and it was just his tone of voice. It was just, it was, he just sounded so kind. So I wrote him back, and I just thanked him for the note, and we just talked a little bit. And he had let me know that his wife was ill and she was on a transplant list. And he said, "When you, you know, come on out. You know, she'll have her surgery. Come on out. Well, you know, this will be great. Mm. So I learned um, earlier this week that she passed away before she was able to get her transplant. And, um, you know, just heartbroken for somebody who, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know him, but I feel like I know him, you know. Yeah. I'm just so sad to, that I never got a chance to meet her. And um, just yesterday morning, I got a phone or a, um, an, a Facebook message from him, and he he let me know that they played July at her funeral. Oh, and then he quoted the song to me, and he said, "Today she goes back where I began." And I just I I couldn't even respond to him. I had to close it and just sit and just I cried for a little while, and I just it just like it's the most beautiful, sad wonderful, tragic, awesome thing that I think I've experienced as a songwriter, that someone would choose your song to send their beloved into the other life. I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of floored about it and just kind of getting a little choked up about it now, but I mean, what an honor. And if, if that's not, if that's not why I'm doing this, I, I don't know why I'm doing it. And this is why I'm doing it. This is why I write these songs is so we can connect with that thing, whatever that thing is. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm getting a little emotional myself here yeah, listening, to you, listening to you tell that story. I, 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 I guess it's just the details-oriented guy in me coming out. I don't know why I feel compelled to ask this, but where's the guy from, him and his wife? They, they were in Kentucky. Oh, okay. And so, you know, I, you know, that's when I start thinking, like, man, if I had known, I would have gone down there, I would have sang it right there for him, you know. I wish that they were, you know, that I had been local to them. But um, I, I mean, I am on my way to, to meet him. I will go, I will meet him this year for sure, yeah. you know, no matter what happens. He's, yeah, well, he's a priority. When you mentioned it, at one point you were saying, um, you know, that you were going to go see them, I, I 
guess I kind of assume that that perhaps they were in the greater Detroit area or somewhere yeah, in Michigan. No. But wow, and and again, you know, another another testimony right there to um, to the power of social media. I mean, certainly they found your song through the documentary, but he was able to track you down uh, thanks to Al Gore's wonderful invention called the World Wide Web. Um, that's right. So um, thank you for thank you for sharing that that story. Very yeah. very nice, and um, that's going to do it. Thank you for thanks for sharing your your time and and your other stories with us today. Really enjoyed speaking to you very much. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure. I would like to close as always by formally thanking my guest, singer songwriter Amy Petty. Check her out at www.amypetty.com. Check out her music on iTunes and Amazon.com, among others. Be sure to like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, and watch her videos on YouTube. And, of course, we've been talking about this Northeast tour of the United States in October, so stay tuned to what she's putting out on the web, not only in regards to her upcoming new music, but watch for where you can go and see her. Hopefully you can squeeze into someone's house and see her at a nice, intimate house concert. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio as well, and maybe even a five-star rating. That actually helps the podcast tremendously. So thank you for those that have been doing it, and keep them coming. Encourage others to do so, if you would, please. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes on there. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www. Dot cbpro.net that's cb as in crystal blue thanks for listening we'll send you out today with another song from amy petty this is the one she just talked about it's called july i will stand still cause you hold the hands of time i'll wait until you these hands of mine Ooh. Ink in my pen And my life is trapped inside
Unfold these hands of.